Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast, the only podcast designed to help that beginner golfer break 90. You know, let's get over that milestone score. This podcast is brought to you by Superspeed Golf. If you want to learn how to hit the ball farther, let's check out the science of overspeed training with Mike and Kyle from Superspeed Golf. You can get more information about that at golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed. And you know what? They'll even give you 10% off your order with promo code GOLFSTRATEGY. Today's episode is part four of our How to Break 90 series. And this is our strategy, our game plan, how to perform under pressure, how to get the tension out of our swings. If you want to be part of this initial group of people going through the Golf Strategy Academy, all you have to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. You can learn more information there, and you can use promo code BETA to get the premium membership for just $25 per month. We have had some awesome awesome feedback from the people already going through it. They've only been going through it for about maybe two and a half, three weeks. And we had Jonathan, one of our members, he was about a 23 handicap. He's gone through the first couple weeks worth of practices and he's already shot a personal best 40 with a three putt. So it's the real deal is the practices that I've helped hundreds of people go through to improve their game, to get over those milestone scores. And if you want to be part of this initial group, we're only going to do it for like the first 20, 25 people, and those spots are filling up. But promo code BETA will get you that membership for just $25 a month. Keep in mind, there's 11,000 listeners out there every single month. I'm only going to take the first 20 or 25 at that price, and then we are going to step it up to the regular price. So how do we get over those those first tee jitters, though the tension that's stuck in our swing, all those different problems we have when it's a pressure shot, and how do we make our strategy to get ourselves around the course? Let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, so looking at all those different ways that we can help ourselves break 90 by avoiding tension, learning how to perform under pressure, and how to think our way around the course. When it comes to tension specifically, a lot of people don't realize that they have a death grip on the club. So you need to experience the very, very top in terms of the most extreme super Hulk out, 
you know, bend the club, you're squeezing it so hard, white knuckles, veins popping out of your face, tension. And then you also need to experience the other end, the super duper soft grip that, you know, you're barely holding on to it. You're like a hippie on Quaaludes, man. You're just so loose that if you did take a swing, the club's probably going to fly down the range. And so that's what I call the tension scale is kind of taking yourself from that tip top, most egregious, strongest, hardest, every muscle tense grip, and then just slowly work your way down to such a loose feeling that you might actually lose the club if you were to swing. A lot of people just don't realize that they were gripping it at like a seven or an eight out of 10 on the tension scale. When in reality, you want to be around a two or a three. So another way that we can kind of identify this is through a tip that was given to us by Jeff Gregg, an Amazon bestselling author, an award-winning teacher. And Jeff has this drill he calls the humming drill. And really, it's another way to identify if you're still carrying tension throughout your swing. A lot of people, they don't realize, even, even after going through that tension skill, you might just be kind of overcome by focus in the moment that you still grip the club too hard. What you can do is if you hum throughout your swing, if you have a lot of tension in your swing, you are going to hear a very big spike in the pitch of the hum when you're coming into impact. And that is where the tension really exerts itself or shows itself. So simply just going to hum while taking your swing and trying to keep it on that same pitch for as long as possible. Once you've kind of worked the tension out of your swing with these two things, the next part in terms of kind of making sure the tension stays out is building rhythm into your swing. And this is something that I like to call kind of like a, a chim chimney or a 101 drill. For my daughters, because they're young and right now our house is obsessed with Mary Poppins, we say chim chimney, we sing it. So we go chim chimney, chim chimney, and so... Chim chimney is the backswing. They transition chim chimney coming through impact. So it's just a nice kind of like a waltz rhythm. One, two, three, one, two, three, getting them some type of rhythm to associate with the golf swing rather than some herky jerky all the way back, all the way through motion. We don't want to look like Charles Barkley. I mean, we might want our bank account to look like his, but we don't want our golf swing to look like his. So for you, if you, I mean, if you want to swing, sing, sing, chimney, that's fine. But another thing to do is to say 101, and that is your full swing. 100 is the backswing, and one, so the and is kind of the transition, and then one is the through impact. It's a really nice way to help yourself build rhythm to build a nice tempo that will help you in those situations where you might have some tension. Like if it's a first tee jitters type of thing, just focusing on rhythm is a really good way to kind of get around that. So those are kind of the three key ways that I teach in the golf strategy Academy to get yourself, get that tension out of your swing. When we look beyond that, there's also, you know, the difference of kind of performing under pressure. Now, Pressure is caused by like an external type of source. And that's kind of how I differentiate tension 
and pressure. You can have tension in your swing when you're not under pressure, but just about every single pressure shot is going to add tension to your swing. So that's why I kind of build off of these. Uh, one of the biggest things to help reduce and get yourself to reduce the pressure, reduce the tension, but get yourself to really perform and get focused under pressure is the think box play box. Now this comes from vision 54, Lynn Marriott and Pia Nilsson. One of the absolute best drills out there. When people come to me and they say, Hey, I shoot, you know, 83, 84. How do I, you know, what's the key to breaking into the seventies? I give them a graphic that kind of demonstrates this process. So essentially your think box is while you're standing behind the ball and you're planning your shot. Your play box is while you're addressing the ball, getting ready to hit it. And so there's an imaginary line that separates the two of those. And you can think about your shot all you want when you're in your think box. But as soon as you cross that imaginary line and you step up to the ball, you have to be not 100% committed, 8 bajillion percent committed to whatever decision you made in that think box. And that is what allows you to get a better outcome, even with potentially the wrong decision. I think it was Bernard Longer that said, proper commitment to the wrong choice is better than indecision. So if you're standing over the, I mean, ask yourself this question. Have, when was the last time that you stood over the ball and you thought, eh, maybe pitching wedge, eh, maybe nine iron, and you were still talking to yourself about what club it was as you're hitting the shot? That is a failure from, from within your play box. You didn't stick to whatever you thought of in your think box. Whatever decision that is, you stick with it and you commit to it. It's another thing that we can kind of use to help ourselves deal with this pressure you know, the longer we stand over a ball, the longer, the more time the pressure has to build and build and build. And one of the ways we can get over this is just not give ourselves the time. And it sounds kind of counterintuitive. Most people, when it comes to golf, they think, all right, all right. So now I need to throw the grass up in the air and I need to watch it float and I need to, you know, do my transverse triangulation calculation of, you know, how many knots the wind is blowing and how far this and that. And, you know, I need to have my right elbow tucked in a slow one piece takeaway and rotate, don't elevate and make sure our weight transfers and da, 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 da. that's just going to kill you. That is paralysis by analysis. If you've been playing golf for any period of time, I would honestly say greater than like a year, then you have some innate ability to make contact with the ball. If you're still in your first year of golf, you're still probably learning how to get some consistent contact with the ball. But a lot of times people just get crippled by this over analysis while they're standing over the ball in their think box. So what I want you to do is kind of layer these two on top of each other. Standing in your think box, you're going to decide on what shot you're going to hit. You can say it out loud, but as soon as you are done deciding, I want you to start counting down from seven out loud, and I want you to hit the ball before you get to zero. Because A, you're not going to have enough time to waffle and to think about all these different swing mechanical thoughts that are probably screwing you more than they're helping you, but it's also a part of how the brain works because the brain can't have all these ancillary access to its 
deep long-term memory when it's doing something that is requiring its short-term memory. You can't access both of those places at the same time. So by counting down from seven out loud, your brain can only think, count down, count down, count down, oh, hit the shot. And then your natural ability takes over and you can hit a lot more solid shots. Uh, Shout out to at fit underscore Simba, I want to say it is, on Instagram. He took this this practice to heart, and he said that he was just absolutely puring his irons, and it worked really, really well for him. So these are some ways that we can help kind of deal with the pressure when we're in those circumstances. The other one is breathing. So this is what's called a 478 breathing pattern, and it has to do with kind of relaxing uh, some nerves in your body. And this is actually something that is medically documented to help you calm down. So the step one to this four, seven, eight breathing pattern is to just get all the air out of your lungs. So you're kind of like pursing your lips, like you're blowing, uh, blowing out a birthday candle and you're just whooshing all the air out of your lungs, just blowing all that air out of your lungs. Then what you're going to do is you're going to breathe in through your nose for four counts. You're going to hold your breath for seven counts And then you are going to exhale for eight counts, hence the four, seven, eight. You do that and it actually has a physiological reaction in your body to calm your nerves. So breathing when we are under pressure, when we feel that heart rate go up and it could be pressure because you're playing in a tournament or it could be pressure because you're coming up on your best score ever. But you need to have a coping mechanism, and this is a good way to deal with it, especially when you're, when you're in your think box before you really get into that analytical process. You can take that, uh, let's see, what is it, 7 plus 8, 15 plus 4, 19 seconds to do this breathing exercise and kind of calm yourself, clear your head, and approach your shot with clarity and confidence. So those are kind of the the big skills that I use that I teach to help get out of pressure. Now, if you want to see the actual lessons that I've recorded on these things, you got to join the academy. You can head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. You can learn a lot more details about what is inside of the academy, or you can listen to past episodes. And again, promo code beta is going to be good until August 22nd. Or until we get about 25 or so uh, members. We're already over halfway here. So we're running out of time if you want to get in with that promo code beta and get this membership at just $25 per month for the premium membership instead of the 50. The other thing that we need to do is we need to have a strategy on how we are going to break 90. And I think personally, this kind of breaks down into its own kind of four parts. You have to know what your personal tendencies are. And this kind of speaks to that, you know, not trying to fix your swing on the course. You have to actually get to the range ahead of time and you have to do some practice and figure out what today's ball flight is. And you have to actually play that. This kind of goes hand in hand with like knowing what your miss is. So if you're, you know, if you miss and you hit shots thin, you know, it's it's knowing that ahead of time and not getting discouraged. I'm not saying that, okay, I know I hit shots thin, so I need to really be digging down and hitting steep down on the ball today. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have to 
like be honest with your abilities and have realistic expectations and know that, Hey, you know, sometimes I hit them thin and they're going to sail a little bit. And if that happens, this is not the, you know, the end of the world, the hit reset. I know you guys, when you're playing, you know, video games with friends and someone scores a touchdown on like a hail Mary, when you're playing Madden, you just want to reach over and you want to hit that reset button and start the game over. That's not one of those situations. You can have a terrible first hole and still have a fantastic round of golf, okay? So next, we're looking at kind of maximizing your unfair advantage. And what I mean here is that if you have kind of a go-to club or a go-to distance, let's get there. Let's play from there as often as we can. If we have a source of confidence, let's tap that well of confidence as much as we can. My personal best score was a six under par 66, and I did that mainly by hitting my approach shots from, it was between 110 and 115 yards, because that was my gap wedge. My gap wedge was 112 yards, and that club was really working well for me, and I hit from that distance 10 times that day, and I converted a hell of a lot of birdies. So it's kind of taking that skill that you have and making sure it gets used as often as possible. Next, we're looking at playing the averages. And so this one, one of the big components here is realizing that your shot is not going to be perfect most of the time. And what I'm talking to you about is the fact that you need to take more club, okay? PGA Tour players say that they might hit one or two perfect shots in a round. Therefore, like 94% of their shots are not perfect. And when your shot is not perfect, it rarely goes longer than you expect. It normally goes shorter than you expect. So it's about picking good targets on the course. And specifically when you're like approaching greens, it's about picking good targets and having, again, kind of those realistic expectations that you're not going to hit this your perfect seven iron distance every time, maybe I need to take a six iron. And that way, if it's not perfect, I'm still going to be on the green. And then guess what? We also just let go of some pressure there because we don't have to hit the shot perfect to still get on the green. So this is kind of our, you know, our shedding of the tension and the pressure and kind of thinking our way around the course section of the Golf Strategy Academy. And if that is something you want to be a part of, I would absolutely love to have you. We can work directly together. We can go through this process together. You can ask questions directly of me through our private Facebook group and email, and you will be able to work on your game and see massive, massive results. Like I shared earlier, Jonathan, he went from a 23 handicap to almost breaking 40 in about two and a half weeks in the academy. We had another member, Jeremy, who has gone from about a 28 handicap down to a 22. He shaved six strokes off his handicap already. So if you want to see that kind of improvement, I'm more than happy to show you how I teach this and how I want you to practice to see these results. All you have to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy and again, you use promo code BETA, and you will get the premium membership for just $25 per month. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, if you just didn't use it, if you just don't want to do it anymore, you can cancel at any time. I will give you your money back in the first 30 days if you if it doesn't work for you. 
But you know what? It's something I stand behind because I have put hundreds of people through these same paces. It's just the fact that I've now put this onto video and have made it available to others. So until next time, I will catch you all in the short grass. Cheers, everybody. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.